1: Six thirty, Chad. Inside sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad. Five seconds left as Petrie
0: collects it back in his own zone, takes one last hit slap shot,
1: and the cup will stay in the bay. The Tampa Bay Lightning are
0: back-to-back Stanley Cup
1: champions, and the Bolts nail down another championship. John Allers with the call a few minutes ago here on Six Thirty, Chad. The final in Game 5, Lightning 1, Montreal Canadiens nothing. Ross Colton, the only goal of the game with 6.33 left in the second period. He was set up in front by David Savard, who had taken a pass from Ryan McDonough. Nice goal, and that was it tonight. Andre Vasilevsky gets the shutout. Of course he does. All he does when the team has a chance to clinch a series is get a shutout. Five consecutive Series-clinching shutouts for Andre Vasilevsky, who also wins the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP. Tampa Bay, back-to-back champions, quite a little run. For that part of the world, the Lightning win the Cup in September. The Buccaneers win the Super Bowl in early February. And now the Lightning on top of the hockey world once again here in the first week of July. Thanks a lot for tuning in. It's 9.08. I'm Reed Wilkins, a special Stanley Cup final edition of Overtime Open Line. And we're joined on the line by my colleague Cam Moon, who is the play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Oilers here on 630 Chet. Well, Mooner, the Vasilevsky-Price storyline was a big one for a lot of people, certainly for you and I going into this series. And uh, man, Carey Price did everything he could, but Vasilevsky, I think proving right now and probably over the last three or four years, he's the, he's the best goalie in the game.
0: Absolutely crazy. Uh, I thought Kerry Price gave his team an incredible opportunity to win today, uh, but you got to score. <laughs> and when you got a guy and you just mentioned it, five straight series to close out with the shutout. That's unbelievable when you think about it. Uh, his save percentage in the final was 942. That's, that's an amazing stat. A 937 overall in the playoffs. That's wow. The uh, first time I saw Vasilevsky, it was uh, live and in person anyway, was uh, at the 2012 uh, World Under-18 Championships and uh he's playing for russia and you could see this guy was unbelievable he played the world juniors uh i think at 17 which is unbelievable as well so he's yeah he's, he's a special net minder. uh he really it seems like when when the chips are, are really down when you get in a real tight situation that's when he plays his best, which is I guess the mark of any great goaltender, but to be able to just shut the door, he didn't give the Canadians a sniff tonight. And there were opportunities where where Pucks got through and there were some tough saves. He didn't have to make like like multiple saves. I thought his team defensively did a really good job of, of keeping the, the Canadians to, to one and done. And a few opportunities off the rush. I thought Josh Anderson's opportunity in the third period was about as good as it got. I mean, Montreal only got eight shots on net in the third. So I, they pressed. I thought the effort was really good. Uh, it just, it was tough to get shots through. And and when you did, I'll give the Lightning total credit, is they retrieved pucks real well and got it out of danger quickly. So Vasilevsky was sharp. Uh, but I didn't think he had to be amazing uh, in the third period because his team played as well as they did. They really they just, they just closed it out. They kind of just choked out uh, the Montreal Canadiens in that third period.
1: So the Lightning win two in a row, Cam. A, a few things I want to hit on with them. And from my years of watching sports, and, and I certainly don't claim to have it all figured out, but what's the sign of a, of a great team? And yeah, you know what? Tampa Bay won a game against the New York Islanders, but it wound up eight, nothing in, uh, in game five. Like they just absolutely pounded the, other. okay, that happens. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, blowing out a few teams along the way is the sign of a great team. But I always, you know, when I look at championship teams or or, or teams that are, are really good, even if they don't make it quite the w- all the way to the finish line is, can you win a game when you're having an off night? do you still have enough to win with your B game or sometimes even your C game and maybe for that reason Cam the one game I'm really going to remember in this series is game 2 because Montreal yeah. dominated the shots were 43 23 you came on with me after that game and we're we're sitting there saying well man like is that Montreal's best punch and Tampa Bay took it and still won the game and 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 to me that's maybe a defining moment in this in this year look tonight's game was close game four was close tampa bay clearly better in games uh one and three montreal clearly better uh in game two but but they didn't they didn't win it and uh ultimately along the way i think tampa bay as great as they were and and as good as they are they they but I, you know, they probably won a few along the way where they necessarily didn't have their A game because they still had enough. Whether it was Vasilevsky, depth, whatever, they still had enough to win the nights. Maybe they were a little bit cooler than they would have liked.
0: Yeah, it certainly starts in goal uh, when you think about games like that where you're not your best, but you find a way to win. More often than not, in those games, you look back and go, "Wow, you know, the goaltender hung us in for quite a while till we." Either you went know, in off a leg, or took advantage of an opportunity even though maybe you didn't generate a lot and you can look to the team's depth they they got a lot out of a lot uh, lines one through four all making contributions all six defense making contributions not necessarily offensively but most certainly defensively so uh, when you have that type of depth, and even if you're having a night where it's not great, and you've got the goaltending of Vasilevsky, uh, it gives you a fighting chance, and it it ju- it does go to show that uh, that depth's important, uh, and goaltending is most certainly important. So when it gets to playoff time, is, that's probably the most important thing. Because if you don't have it, you have uh, you have no chance against the teams that do have it. But yeah hats off to the lightning to to come back uh to do it two years in a row which is very hard to do in the cap world uh but they found a way and uh they they played well they absolutely deserved it i mean you're not going to look back on this stanley cup final and and say wow the you know the habs really uh missed an opportunity because I with the exception of game 2 uh i yeah i thought tampa bay was a better team they they most certainly deserved it but you guys got, still got to go out there and win you still got to go out there and get it done and they did they found a way to get it to get it done and i thought i i thought they played well they played really well tonight i mean there just wasn't much going on for for montreal even when they would have a power play it was it was a lot of one and done so If there was anything. So uh, I was very impressed with the way Tampa Bay played in their own end tonight.
1: Cam Moon, Reed Wilkins with you. The Tampa Bay Lightning are once again the Stanley Cup champions, the third in their franchise history, second season in a row that they win the Big Bowl, One nothing the final tonight over the Montreal Canadiens. Ross Colton, the only goal scorer. And that, you know, to build on what you were saying about the depth cam, and they put up a graphic on Hockey Night in Canada during the broadcast about the goal scoring. And... It was pretty evenly. In fact, I think lines three and four were doing better than line two and just as well as as line one. And, yeah. you know, Ross Colton, uh, not a household name. Uh, I guess he will be now for a lot of hockey fans, but probably, uh, you know, not a lot known about him before we got into the playoffs here and people started seeing him a little bit more. And to tie that back into the team we cover uh, on a daily basis, uh, the Edmonton Oilers, like they're still looking for that. And, and I've made the argument that, I, you know, I know certainly third-line center is something the Oilers need. I, I, I've i stretched that argument some nights to even say they, they might need an entire third line. And we saw when Edmonton went out, well, almost uh, seems like a long time ago now, I guess may, back on May 24th, you know, they cut down to nine forwards in overtime and, and probably something Tampa Bay wouldn't feel like they needed to do if they ever got into a long overtime. So, you know, the depth up front for the Lightning and something that the Oilers continue to need to build towards.
0: Yeah, Oh definitely and they were getting contributions throughout that lineup and further to that point the depth of the Montreal Canadiens getting all the way to the Stanley Cup final you saw the, the fourth line of Stahl, Perry and Armia out on the ice even down to the late stages of tonight's game when they're down by one so that, I think that says a little something about the depth up front uh, with Montreal and that's something you and I talked about the really early in the season uh, when Montreal came through Edmonton where we were impressed that lines one through four, there wasn't a, a whole lot of, uh, it wasn't like a huge difference between lines one through four with Montreal, but Tampa Bay, maybe even a little bit more. So probably a little more production uh, throughout those four lines. And I thought that was a really hard-working goal. Uh, win a battle along the wall. Uh, and then the puck gets over to Savard and, and Corey Perry looked like he wasn't sure. He was trying to protect the middle, but when it goes over to Savard, he, that gave he had room and, and, and some space to make a play. And, and you get Colton winning body position in front, and he just basically, it was like a pass looking for a redirect, in and in a bank, able to bank it into the net was Colton, but only because he was able to get that body position, and Savard had the amount of time that he did over on the wing and that was after they won a, a puck battle along the wall. So it's a will good, hard-working goal. It, it not, a, not a huge breakdown by Montreal, but a little bit of one enough to give them some opportunity. But Tampa Bay just uh, that, that was found a way to outwork them in that situation. You never know when it's going to happen or result in a goal. And there was, I thought, uh, just a, a solid effort by the lightning to create that opportunity to give them a chance for that goal.
1: I'll also say this because I've already seen some cap circumvention cup (laughs) wisecracks on social media. Uh, I, I, I honestly don't like, here's the thing. The Tampa Bay lightning actually did not break the rules. No, I know everybody's saying that like there is a seller cap in the regular season they obeyed it they used long-term injured reserve and they activated guys in the postseason it has happened before and you know i often uh remind people about this sometimes when the officials get criticized because there's a difference between a bad call and a bad rule and you, you may not like the rule but you know who made the rules uh the owners who collectively yeah. bargained <laughs> like they're no, they're fine with it because they, they all know they might need to do it at some point and the
0: lightning did it yeah no exactly it, it's not like it, it changed any time recently it's been that way for a while so it's it, yeah that's uh that's just the way it is and if you have a situation where a guy is out the entire season like nikita kucherov was Listen to the deal.
1: Listen to the deal on Spotify.
0: Going to uh, disrupt your cap situation. So yeah, we we all knew what it was. Like it's, that's, that's the deal. So yeah. And it was made, you're right. Those rules are put together by the the ownership groups uh, within the National Hockey League. So yeah, don't complain about it now. Like (laughs) there's no point complaining now. Uh, That was, it was, that's just the way it is and unless if the league doesn't like it I, I'm sure they will close that off and throw in rules that are different to that but nobody seems to be upset by it so uh, I'm sure it'll continue yeah
1: alright and we should just quickly touch on the Canadians here before I let you go Cam. And we'll have post game coming up from a couple of Habs players as they're beating one nothing tonight uh, man what an interesting team to watch they burst out of the gate uh, they dropped off in the North Division. They they could not win an overtime or a shootout until late in the year. Uh, they had the COVID delay. They brought up Cole Caulfield. They had to cram in all these games against the end of the season at the end of the season, or I guess the extended season, uh, including a couple against the Oilers. And then nobody gave them a chance against the Canadians. John Shannon picked the Leafs in three when we did predictions. Um, yeah. And they made it pretty far. I I know there's no consolation prize, uh, and I know their fans are are heartbroken tonight, but they turned out to be pretty fun to watch. And like you said, an interesting team with kind of a a bit of a -a whack-a-mole offense out front, a balance of four lines, and and some pretty rugged defensemen that helped out a lot.
0: Yeah, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Like, it was touch-and-go there for a bit at the end. If Calvin could have gone hot, Uh, they might have snuck in in that that number four hole in the north. So, yeah, they just squeak in there. The ups and downs and the COVID uh, jammed up at the end for them. Like, their last month of the regular season, oh, that was a tough goal. They were playing sport every second night uh, and you got travel in there as well. And then they're down 3-1 to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which shocked absolutely nobody. Uh, and and come back to win that and get on one heck of a roll. Uh, so you know, hats off to them to win seven and seven games in a row, including the, the comeback against Elise. I thought you know that's that's unbelievable. Kerry Price, he carried the team and and played as well as he did. But it's the depth up front. The top four D, who we said right off the start of the year, are going to be a handful for teams to play against with uh, with Ben Chirico, Shea Weber, Joel Edmondson, and Jeff Petrie. That they were going to be tough to play against. They're physical and, and they they definitely make you pay a price in front of the net and within the Montreal zone. So uh, those four, I thought, were were really solid for throughout the playoffs. Obviously, goaltending. Uh, but, yeah, they were able to spread it around. They, remember Gallagher, Brendan Gallagher was out for a good portion in the regular season, yeah. and and Montreal's just not as good when he's out of the lineup. And, you know, he was able to come back, and then he provides that spark. There's certainly, he he seems to lead the emotional level of that team, and having him in the lineup makes a, a significant difference. So uh, I think that was a big part of it too. Uh, yeah, they're... they're uh, it, it turned out to be uh, an incredible season for us. It really hurts to see. They lose in the final, but I, I think their, their fan base has got to be really excited. You A know, bit of a you know, Cinderella run to the final, and, and that's going to spark the fan base and be excited about this team looking ahead to next year.
1: Mooner, thanks for jumping on. It was fun to get a little bonus airtime with you. Of course, we'll be having you on Inside Sports throughout the summer as well. Really appreciate it, buddy. Anytime. Thanks for having me on. That is Cam Moon on Overtime Open Line, presented by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. The Tampa Bay Lightning win the Stanley Cup, knocking off the Montreal Canadiens from the Habs. Here are Brendan Gallagher and Philip Deneau.
0: Next question, Eric Engels. Brendan, how can you describe what this group means to you? Yeah, sorry. You know, I played on a lot of really good teams, with a lot of really good guys. Um, It's hard right now, sorry. Uh, No, we just, sorry, I'll try and answer. We got, uh, you know, so many players that worked their entire career to get to this point and it's uh, a tough pill to swallow. Next question, John Lu. Phil, I'll ask you um, similar to what Brian, uh, Brendan just answered, but uh, I mean, even though know, you didn't get the result that you wanted, uh, what are you going to appreciate most about the experience that you've uh, had over the last two months?
1: I mean, obviously,
0: uh, big big experience
1: as a team. Uh, seems like we couldn't get a, a rest during a year. Couldn't get our game going and then we got to playoff, and somehow everything clicked
0: for us and then uh made it to the final not enough but uh, very proud of this group and uh, the way we came
1: all together is it's been an unbelievable run and uh, we've been through a lot this year and this group is gonna get really strong mentally and uh yeah next question jf shaman I a uh, question for Brandon. Brandon, I know that it's not easy right now for you, but what would you like to say to your teammates?
0: Just thank you. You know, they, uh, every single guy gave everything they had every single night through this run. And, you know, you look at our group, obviously, uh, you know, there's a lot more talented teams. There's just a lot of teams that uh, do a lot of things, but there's no team that stronger as a group and uh the resiliency that we showed um you know I'm uh, just a good team to be a part of Next question Chantel Maccabee
1: Thank you. My question for you, Philippe? you have traversed uh, Des Montagnes. Okay, that is Brendan Gallagher and Philip Deneau from the Montreal Canadiens. Obviously disappointed as they're doing post game interviews while the Tampa Bay Lightning continue to celebrate their second consecutive Stanley Cup. Alex Kalorn, interviewed by uh, Kyle uh, Bukakis on the uh, Hockey Night in Canada broadcast, saying that he had surgery last week and he had a rod put in his broken fibula, hoping to play to get back into the series, but he added, luckily the boys didn't even let me have the chance to play. Wow. Alex Kalorin, of course, left game one after blocking a shot. A little bit of humor from the Calgary Flames Twitter account tonight. Wishing the Tampa Bay Lightning congratulations on two of their Stanley Cups. Of course, the, the first one by the Lightning came at the expense of the Flames in 2004. The Canadian drought continues. The Canadians remain the last... Canadian team to win the cup that was back in 1993 since then Vancouver's made the final a couple of times Ottawa made it Edmonton made it Calgary made it now Montreal makes it and uh, they have not been able to bring it back north of the border thanks to Cam Moon for hopping on thanks to our studio producer kellen kennedy thanks to will hawk beef jerky as well for bringing you the stanley cup final editions of the face-off show and overtime open line for as oilers now from noon to two tomorrow i'll have inside sports from six to eight have a great night Six thirty, chad inside sports with reed wilkins weekdays at six on 6 30 chad